Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Promise Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Green, and I'm also the founder and owner of the Promise Perspective. So I hope that by the title of this episode, you might have a general understanding of where this episode's going to go. Um, I've thought a lot about the words that I want to use as I talk about this subject, because this can be a really touchy subject for many. And as I hope to continue to hopefully bridge this gap on some knowledge that the body is missing, I know that it's going to poke at a lot of flesh and a lot of idols. I think that the title of this episode will actually prevent a lot of people from even listening in the first place. Um, But thankfully, the truth behind our Christmas traditions, which is what I'm going to be talking about a little bit today, um, it's beginning to be a little bit more common knowledge. And those who are presented with information about the Christmas holiday They're either totally rejecting it or totally throwing their Christmas holiday in the trash. And I also want to preface this episode by saying that I am not trying to convince anyone on the things that I'll be sharing. That's not my job. That's not why I'm here. And that's not in my power or in my control. It's the job of the Holy Spirit to do the convincing and convicting. And I'm just here to simply share information and ask that you listen. I ask that you look into the things that I'm sharing. I ask that you pray about it and decide for yourself. And I want to start out with a short testimony to how I came to learn about the truth behind Christmas. And the majority of the things that I'll be sharing today will also be found in my Christmas Spirit ebook on my website. If you haven't already downloaded it, I encourage you to do so. And it's on my website. My website's in my link. My website is everywhere. It's on my on Instagram and my about like in my bio. There's a link to my website there. There's a link to my website in my podcast episode description box. There's a link to my website on my Facebook. Um, It's www.promise-perspective.com. And you go to Bible study resources. And then um, there's a tab for PDF ebook downloads. And that's where you'll find it. So uh, the reason that I was led to write on this topic is because um, like specifically writing a book for this topic is because the pagan origins of this holiday is something that I believe you need to be able to see with your own eyes. And in my ebook, it's full of so many images that I believe that you need to be able to see versus hear, if that makes any sense. And I've also talked with many people who have told me that they are having a hard time coming up with the words to explain to their families 
why they can no longer celebrate this holiday anymore. More and more people are beginning to be convicted about the Christmas holiday because of what they're learning. And these are not easy conversations to have at all. So I wrote my ebook with those conversations in mind in, in hopes that it could help someone else who may be struggling with coming out of this holiday entirely. Um, now, I know that people, when, when hearing someone talk about Christmas, they will say, um, well, that's not what it means to me. Or they'll say, well, the reason I celebrate it is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Or they'll say something along the lines of, well, we can't help what people have done to the holiday, but God can redeem anything and turn it into good. And I totally get it. (laughs) This used to be me. This used to be my logic. So trust me when I say that I understand where you're coming from. Like, I understand the thought process behind those statements because, like I said, I used to say the same thing. It didn't seem like that big of a deal to me because it was what was in my heart, right? In my heart, I thought I was doing what was pleasing to him. And as I have sought out this narrow path for the last seven years of my walk. Things didn't start shifting until 2020, but, um, and as I've continued to just yearn for a deeper relationship with our heavenly father, he began to convict me about this holiday about two years ago. He placed this deep void in my heart about a holiday that used to bring me so much joy and so much cheer. And the reason for that was because as I was getting closer to him, I actually started worshiping daily, not just once a week in Sunday church. I started putting more worship songs on my playlist. I was singing worship songs. I was praying. I was in my car and my coming and going constantly just, you know, thinking about him. Every day was a day for him. Every day I was worshiping him and seeking him with all my heart and soul. And slowly he <clears throat> he was beginning to consume my thoughts on a daily basis. And I I began to think about him and think about his word all day, every day. And that still hasn't changed today. But then After a couple years of that, like, I don't want to say like a habit because it's not a habit, it's a lifestyle. But after a couple of years of just constant praise and worship, and I was growing and I was learning and I was finding joy in the freedom of obedience (laughs) and sanctification. When we got to the Christmas holiday season and Christians began preparing for the Christmas, like sermons and plays and festivities and gatherings in the name of Jesus, I thought to myself, why do we have to have a special day out of the year for him? And I don't say this to brag or boast. This is just my testimony of what was honestly going through my mind. I was like, every day is special for me. 
I could not praise him any higher on December 25th than I did any other day throughout the year. And it was in that moment that things just started feeling empty for me around that time of year. The Holy Spirit was stirring me to ask so many questions that led me on a deep dive to study why, why we celebrate this holiday. And, you know, this seems to be one of the most important religious holidays in the Western world today. And through my questions, it became concerning to me that the observance of this quote-unquote holiday was literally soaked in the rites of Rudolph, Santa, wreaths, stockings, Christmas lights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it it bothered me. It really bothered me that that Christians share a supposedly sacred day, this special observance or day, with other people who have no regard for the scriptures or the significance of what our Messiah came to do. I started to become bothered by the fact that I was, you know, I'm a very big observer. (laughs) I like to watch things. I like to just simply observe. And I was observing that the majority of Christians, they didn't gather together for him, but they gathered together for themselves. Although they said it was for him and that was the reason they gathered, they never made it about him. So I just, I just personally, I started to feel like Christmas wasn't special at all when it was supposedly supposed to be, you know, because the holiday just seemed to be so drowned out with things that didn't have anything to do with his birth at all. And the questions that began to circle in my mind, kind of like a carousel, like a replay, the questions were... Um, like where in the Bible does it give us our Messiah's birthday? Where in the Bible is, are we told to even celebrate his birth? Like, and then how did we get December 25th out of all days? How did we choose that day? Because there had to be a reason. I was sure that people didn't just blindfold themselves and point to a random day on the calendar to worship baby Jesus. There had to be an actual reason for December 25th being that chosen day. And then I started to think about like, what do the evergreen trees and the stockings and the gift exchanges and Santa Claus, why is that a part of it? What does that have to do with our Messiah's birth in Bethlehem? And because me personally, you know, I went through about two years where I was just so I'm not going to say confused, but I just had so many more questions than I had answers. And that's why I turned to the scriptures for those answers, because I just felt like something wasn't right, like in Christianity. And I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to talk about it now. But I wanted to, like genuinely, I wanted to put Christ back in Christmas. But as I continued in my research, I realized that He was never in that holiday to begin with. I learned that Christmas was actually never about our Messiah at all. 
not even a little bit. And when I began to question why I was celebrating Christmas, my conviction grew deeper after I searched the scriptures to find the instructions on how to celebrate this holiday. Because after all, if, the, if that's something that we are instructed to do, I assume that it would be rooted somewhere in scripture. We're told by the Christian church that he is the reason for the season, but the season didn't feel very much about him at all anymore. You know, and I first, I first started reading about his birth in the gospels, but nowhere in scripture could I find where he, like the day that in which he was born. And upon my questioning, the response that I received from the majority was the admittance (laughs) that, you know, well, we actually don't know when his birthday was, but December 25th is just the day we choose to celebrate because Jesus deserves to have a day in which we honor him. So there can't be anything wrong with that. And I just, I was not satisfied with that. I was not satisfied with those answers. So that caused me to (laughs) dig deeper. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm a little kid when it comes to learning. You know how when kids ask you to explain something and then you tell them and then they constantly follow up with why and then you answer only, only to have another why asked of you? That's me. Like if I don't understand something, if I don't thoroughly understand something, I'm asking why until I figure it out. Same thing with the Bible. For me, I'm always like, why, 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 why? (laughs) Until I feel satisfied with an answer, until I get to the root of what I'm looking for. And what I learned from my studies is what produced this ebook. It's what produced this episode. And most importantly, learning about this holiday was the beginning of me coming out of Babylon. This was the first thing that the father convicted me on that led me to study so many other things. This was the Christmas was the beginning of these deep convictions. And what I learned was that my traditional belief of this Christmas holiday It was actually rooted in pagan festivals and sun worship. I learned that the Christmas holiday is a result of Christianizing sun worship. I learned that the deep roots of this holiday had nothing to do with our Messiah's birth. And coming into this truth completely devastated me. It devastated me, but it made me hungry to learn more. Um, Because nobody wants, nobody likes, or it's even hard to admit that you've been lied to. And so, like I said, that's what made me hungry to keep digging and learning more. And I realized that there was so much deception built around this holiday. And upon what I was learning, I wanted no part of it anymore. I love my family so much. I love my family dearly. And I'm sure you do too. But 
I can't unsee what's been revealed to me. I, I just can't unsee it. It's like the spirit will not let me participate in this holiday ever again. Um, because when the father, when he, when he lifts veils and removes scales from over your eyes and reveals his truth to you, the truth that you are seeking and asking for, it's disobedience to ignore it. It's disobedience, especially to go back to it after he shows you the truth. Proverbs 26, 11 says, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. And you know, guys, I never, I never thought I would ever say this, but the Christmas holiday absolutely repulses me now to continue in doing something that we know is unauthorized is like a dog returning to its own vomit. We have to humble ourselves and be willing to let go of traditions and idols that are in reality acts of false worship. Our father loves us so much and he wants us to honor and worship him the right way, the way he commands us to. And thankfully, he gave us a Bible full of those instructions. And nowhere in scripture does it mandate us to worship him in any way we please. Doing that is called idolatry. In fact, the way that we worship him is the actually the instructions were given to on like how to truly live set apart in this world. We were never instructed to celebrate our Messiah's birth. And, you know, you can't put Christ back in Christmas when he was never in it to begin with. And I can prove it to you through my ebook, which, like I said, I encourage you to download and I encourage you to seek and study for yourself. Because the honest and sobering truth is that many of our traditions, many of our Christian traditions, Traditions have been derived from idolatrous practices that were practiced long ago in ancient Babylonian times and throughout other cultures, and they've been passed down from generation to generation. The problem is that the majority of people, of Christians, we've lost the understanding of the traditions that we hold, including Christmas. Um, We don't know, like I've said before, if you don't know your history, anyone can fool you. If you don't know why we do the things that we do and haven't thoroughly investigated that for yourself, you're in danger. And we, like, like what basically what's happened is that Majority of people, they've lost the understanding of these traditions. They've lost where these traditions come from, but they continue to ignorantly participate in these very pagan rituals and traditions without knowing it. 
And unfortunately, this is the case we have for Christmas. We have drunk the wine, our senses have been dulled, and we have committed spiritual adultery unknowingly. And that's what's scary about it. And that's why I feel led to share this information, because we have to repent. My goal of this episode is not to tell you all the ways the Christmas holiday is one of paganism. Those are details that need pictures and evidence that can only really be taught visibly, which is why I wrote my ebook. But you do need to know that things like the Christmas tree, Santa and his elves, his little helpers, stockings, Rudolph, the eight-pointed star of Bethlehem, and even down to the Yule logs, the boughs of holly, mistletoe, all of those things are rooted in pagan rituals and religion of false gods that the pagan nations followed. All of it is. And just to clarify, some people may not know what paganism really is, but the definition of paganism, in short, it's a term used to designate religions and practices of those who do not worship the God of Abraham. It's the worship of false gods. And I give you plenty of resources in my ebook to help you see that this holiday is all about false gods and has nothing to do with the Most High or our Messiah. And the questions that I want to dive deeper into today is, how are we instructed to worship Yahuwah? And what does scripture have to say about worshiping him in any way that we please? Because that's what's most important. You know, coming into this knowledge of truth, it, it, it seriously required me to cut ties with my emotional attachments to the traditional reasons of why I celebrated this holiday. And it caused me, through my study, it caused me to think more about what celebrating the holiday meant to my father rather than what it meant to me. I was devastated when I came to the sobering realization of how the traditions of this holiday came to be. And the only reason that people get mad when you start to call out the truth behind Christmas is because what you're actually doing is poking at their flesh. You're poking at idols in their lives. And people would rather defend their traditions than defend the truth. And pride, spirit of pride, will not allow them to put their feelings in the backseat and let the scriptures grab the steering wheel and drive the boat. And it is, it is nothing other than a fear of Yahuwah, the most high God, that drives us to study and to learn his heart and his ways. So many people divert to the whole, he knows my heart defense. And the truth is, is that he does know your heart. And that should absolutely terrify you. But the question and the whole purpose, y'all, at the end of the day, 
the whole purpose of our walk is learning how to know his heart. Because at the end of the day, the Messiah said, and I'm going to quote from Matthew. We've already talked about this in the last episode, but Matthew chapter 7, verse 23 through 23. He said, many are going to say to me, Master, Master, have we not prophesied in your name, in your name cast out demons, in that in your name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. Like I said, we talked about this in my testing the fruit episode, and we studied how the fruit we are told to test is a desire and a reverence to obey his commandments. And 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 says that if that we know him, like we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. The goal is to know him, right? Because those who he tells to depart from him are those who don't know him. And the sobering truth is that celebrating the Christmas holiday breaks the very first command every single year to not have any other gods before Yahuwah. Before the Most High. Christmas is a tradition of men. That's what it is. And it's nowhere. It's nowhere rooted in scripture. You cannot find the Christmas holiday rooted anywhere in scripture. And so. Basically, what we're doing is we're adding to his word. And that's something that he does not authorize. He does not tell us to do. And Yahusha, Jesus, he told us in Mark chapter 7, verses 7 through 9, he said, in vain do they worship me. Vain means to bring something like to nothing, to make something meaningless. So basically he's saying they worship me like their worship has no meaning. They teach for doctrines the commandments of men. And then he says, forsaking the command of God, the command of Elohim, forsaking his commandments, the father's commandments, you hold fast your traditions. And he said to them, well, do you, well, do you set aside the command of Elohim in order to guard your tradition? It's, I mean, he rebuked the Pharisees for setting aside the father's commandments in order to hold on to their traditions because what the pharisees did through rabbinical judaism that started in uh, the neo-babylonian empire is they added so many commands they added so many rules and laws on top of scripture that's why that's why he's rebuking them he said you forsake the father's commandments to hold fast to your traditions. You're adding to my father's word. Could Christians be guilty of this same exact thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then people say, but that's not what Christmas means to me. Unfortunately, beloved, I love you enough to tell you that it doesn't matter what it means to you doesn't matter yahuwah is the one being worshiped not us and pure and proper worship starts with the posture 
of our heart. <clears throat> we have to come out of the self-centered mindset of only focusing on what it means to us and thinking that something can be acceptable because it's God knows our heart. Because believe it or not, when the debate becomes centered about how, around how you feel about the topic, you've placed self-worship at the forefront. This is idolatry. And, and I don't need to read all the verses in scripture, but idolatry is not favorably looked at at all in scripture. You know, the key to pleasing the Father is by doing so and being obedient according to his word. Why do you think it said in both the Old Testament and the New Testament that these people profess me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me? And you can say, you can say, and you can convince yourself that you love him with all your heart. You can say you love him all you want, but true love is obedience. According to scripture, that is how Yahuwah defines love. That's how Yahusha defined love. By obedience, by obedience to the commandments, right? If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, obey me. That's love. Because, you know, people marvel at the stories of the Israelites in the Bible. And they just, and this used to be me too. I would read in the Old Testament and I would be like, how could you all fall away that fast? Like we marvel at how they they could turn to idolatry so quickly and so consistently over and over and over. But this is literally, this is the same thing that we are guilty of with the Christmas holiday. And I know that I can't, I can't get into as much detail here as with my ebook, but if you study the real quote unquote reason for the season, I'm sure that you will be just as appalled as I was to learn just how idolatrous this holiday really is. And the Messiah is pleading with us today. Come out of her, my people. Come out of these traditions that have nothing to do with me and return to the Father in his ways because his ways are good. You know, the scriptures tell us that the Father is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And to worship him in truth means to be properly informed. You can be sincere in your worship, yet still be sincerely wrong. (laughs) And that's why it's important to be properly informed. That way, our worship is not in vain, and you won't be guilty of the strange offerings, like some examples we have in the Old Testament. You know, we find in Exodus chapter 32, the story of Aaron and the Israelites being influenced to make this golden calf. We read about how Moses was up at the top of Mount Sinai and the people were concerned that it was taking him so long to return. (laughs) So what they did 
was they created an image of a bull that they actually, you know, they got that whole idea from Egypt. And I talk about in my ebook, I talk about this story about how these the Israelites actually took some of the traditions of the Egyptian religion because Egypt, uh, Egyptians worshipped a bull deity. And um, in Exodus chapter 32, verse 5, it says, let me read it. Thirty-two, verse five. It says, "And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to Yahuwah.' So, <clears throat> what we're seeing here is that the people were doing it for Yah. They were doing it for the Most High. They had every intention of worshiping Yahuwah, but they were just—they were worshiping him in the wrong way." a way that he did not authorize or command. And we know, if we continue reading in that chapter, that Yahuwah was ready to destroy them all. (laughs) It was a big deal to him. Because he is not going to be worshipped in any way we please, no matter if our hearts are sincere or not. You know, he just brought these people out of Egypt. (laughs) And and it, it was one thing to get the people out of Egypt But it was another thing to get Egypt out of the people. And that's exactly why I try to share in my ebook in explaining where our Christmas holiday comes from. Because it comes straight out of Babylon. It's it comes from Babylon. It goes all the way back to ancient Babylon. And you know, the call to come out of Babylon is really about getting Babylon out of the people, helping others understand how to purify our worship so that we can, so that we can please him by worshiping in spirit and in truth. Because if your walk, if you are a Christian and your walk is not centered around growing in obedience and and seeking to please the Father, then the God that you worship is not the God of the Bible. The God that you worship is yourself. And I know these are hard truths to hear, but you all, we I don't like the times that we're living in, we don't have time to tiptoe around hard truths. We don't have time to sugarcoat these. Actually, you can't sugarcoat this. You know, I, I pray over my words because you all, the last thing I want to do is hurt your feelings. However, I said this, Oh, I said this just the other day, but I would rather poke at your flesh than tickle your ears. And I know how it feels to have your f- like flesh poked. It like is you just you mm-mm, no mm-mm. you don't like it. It does not feel good, but it's necessary because the majority of people. <laughs> who are trying to teach people scripture and trying to teach the Bible, they are not, they're not giving people the truth. They're not giving people the the truth that is going to cleanse them from sin. So another example is Aaron's sons. Remember Aaron was Moses' brother of the tribe of Levi. 
Aaron was the high priest, his two sons, Nadab and Abihu. Is um, there's that story is in Leviticus chapter ten. His sons were guilty of offering strange fire before Yahuwah. And the nature of this fire is not known, but this the spiritual implications here is that Yahuwah does not accept any type of worship or offering outside of what he commands. And I think that the strange fire, like I I'm, I can't remember where it's at in Leviticus, I think, where the fire that they were supposed to bring for, you know, just one piece of the tabernacle was supposed to be taken from a specific place. So when it says strange fire, the chances are they probably used fire from, they probably got, you know, they're burning coals from another place than where they were supposed to get it. That's just my, that's just my opinion, honestly. But like I said, outside of what he commands, he does not accept, he doesn't accept any type of worship or offering outside of that. And because of the irreverence of Aaron's two sons, they were struck dead right there. And, and, you know, these lessons should really cause us to truly consider what this means to our lives today. Are we making sure that our worship is pure and proper the way scripture commands? Or are we adopting pagan traditions like the Israelites did with the golden calf that was came from Egypt? If you study the history of the Christmas holiday... And if you you study the history of where Santa Claus comes from and his reindeer and everything that can be, even the Christmas tree, you will find that we are indeed adopting heathen traditions and calling them holy and righteous, slapping a label on it and saying, you know, this is Christian, so it's righteous when they're actually not. What y'all hated back then, he still hates today. Remember, he does not change. And, and, you know, just because somebody calls something Christian, it doesn't make it biblical. And I just beg you to to please not be lazy in your studies and in your relationship with him, because the truth hurts, but it really does set you free once you're able to have your flesh poked at enough that you allow. Because if you can't handle your flesh being poked at, you definitely can't handle you know, you won't be able to handle the burning that comes with righteousness because he has to burn your flesh away. Yahuwah is a fire. He is an all-consuming fire. And you better believe if you want to follow, if you want to be part of this priesthood, if you want to be part of this kingdom, that flesh has to burn away. And the reason it has to be burned is because it has to be destroyed. You have to, You have to deny yourself and follow him. And we have, to, we have to constantly check ourselves. Are we doing that today? We need to question why we do the things that we do. Because if we don't, we might be very guilty one day of hearing the words, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. And the reason that, um, <clears throat> the reason that I shared the history of Babylonian religion in episodes 35 through 38 on my podcast is because 
the sobering connection between Babylonian religion and Christianity today is that the sun worship, the worship of the sun that the Israelites were guilty of in the Bible is the same sun worship that is happening among Christians today through things like their Sunday Sabbath, their Christmas holiday, their Easter holiday, and there's many, many more examples. But, you know, because something has been Christianized, no one bats an eye. And we're blindly following traditions of men and engaging in sun worship unknowingly. Even the Christmas tree that has become the centerpiece of almost every Christian home during the holiday, it ties all the way back to ancient Babylon. I remember when I did those episodes, I could not understand why the father, because if you remember, I was saying, I have no idea why I, I feel led to talk about this already. I wasn't prepared to talk about it. Honestly, I didn't even want to. And, and, and man, I, that getting those episodes, doing those episodes was like a huge weight lifted off my chest because I had such a burden and an urgency to unpack the history of ancient Babylonian religion. And I didn't know why. But now that now now I know why, which is so cool. It's so cool how how Yah works, because th- those episodes really lay the foundation of you know, a lot of different things, especially the Christmas holiday. And that's why if you download my ebook, you'll see that I'd say like, I think I say like five or six times, like, listen to those episodes first, listen to those episodes first, because it helps to make sense of the things that I unpack in the ebook. And the thing is, is that there's so much history that we need to learn. And it's so complex And it's so deep that, you know, every time I introduce a new topic, I don't have time to go back through explaining who Nimrod is. I don't have time to go back and explain Babylonian religion over again. And so that's why I did those episodes. And that's why when I say things like, um, you need to listen to this first, you need to do this first. I promise you it's for a purpose. (laughs) I promise you. Um, Because I because my heart, I want you to I don't want to just come on here because I want to hear myself talk. I don't just, I don't come on here because I just want to, you know, share things and get it out there. I truly, truly want to teach. I truly want to help bring understanding. You know, I I really do. And, and um, I don't know, that's, I just felt led to say that because like I've said before you all, I don't, I'm just here to share information. (laughs) That's all I'm trying to do. I'm like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything because I don't have that control. But I plant seeds and I pray over them and I pray that Yahuwah gives the rain so that the seeds can grow. And that's all I can do. And I never, ever, never, ever, ever want you to just listen to my podcast or the things I share on social media and take my word for it. I do not want you to do that because you're not going to gain understanding that way. All I want to do is give you information, give you scripture, give you resources and tools that can help you in your studies because you have to study this out yourself. 
You have to study it out yourself so that you can gain understanding because you never know what the father's showing me. He might show you something else. Like that's how he, that's how he works. You just never know. But you know, yeah. Anyway, um, the last thing that I want to mention before I wrap this up is that when it comes to, you know, the title of this episode is called The Christmas Spirit. I never used to think about, you know, people said, I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. Like, this is a season for the Christmas spirit. And I'm like, why are we calling Christmas a spirit? <laughs> you know, that's a huge red flag for me, too. Um, And I think that it's important as believers, we need to understand that it is the design of our adversary, the devil, to trick people into believing that they're worshiping scripturally when they actually aren't. It would be very naive of us to think that our enemy seeks to uh, steal, kill, and destroy only by using methods of guilt, fear, shame, condemnation, whatever the case may be. He's called an angel of light for a reason. And he can most certainly give you the desires of your heart with feelings of happiness, comfort, peace, joy, and provide you with things that bring you comfort so that you get so wrapped up in your flesh that you can't hear correction. Don't forget, he can destroy you that way too. He can give you the desires of your heart. That's why we're told not to follow our heart because our heart is deceitful and wicked, right? That's why we're told not to lean on our own understanding. We're told to live by the word of Elohim, of God, the most high. And that's essentially why it's called the Christmas spirit, because of the feelings that this holiday is capable of providing us. And what better way, (laughs) what better way for the enemy to deceive us than by convincing us that something is scriptural when it actually is complete disobedience and something that Yahuwah does not want us to do. You know, there's so much more <clears throat> that I need to cover. There's so much more I want to cover, but I I, I, I just, I simply don't have the time. And, and the Father is urgently leading me to, to labor over season four of Who is Israel which will launch in a couple of weeks. But I had to go ahead and share these things with you all. And and I will talk about it a little bit more, but, you know, I just, I'm trying to, you know, spend the time necessary to unpack certain things. And honestly, you know, just with the way my brain works, I could spend, I can talk forever about stuff. (laughs) So, when when he tells me, okay, I got to move to the next thing. I got to move to the next thing. But um, I'm always here if you have any questions. Um, and that's another reason why during my time away from social media a couple months ago, I spent that time writing this book um, because that's where that's, you know, I just needed to have like no distractions so I could crank it out and get it ready talk about it and then share it with people. So 
Um, everything I want to share, though, about the Christmas holiday is in my ebook. The only thing that I haven't been able to cover in as much detail as I would like to are the true holy days. And and um, those are the days that we are told to celebrate in scripture. And <clears throat> unfortunately, we're taught that these are Jewish things and they don't apply to us. But um, in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1, I want to read something to you real quick. Or not verse 1, verse 2. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 2. He says, Concerning the feasts of Yahuwah, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. Nowhere in Scripture will you find the feasts being referred to as Jewish. These are his feasts. He said, and that's not the only time he says that. He said, these, these feasts are mine. And um, there are seven of them. There are seven different holy days. And to, you know, the headliner for this, for the feast days is to understand these feasts, these appointed times, is to understand Bible prophecy. We are here on earth to prepare for the marriage supper of the Lamb. We have a wedding to prepare for. And the feast days point to that day, to the wedding day. The feast days, Yah's holy days, paint a prophetic picture of Messiah's first and second coming. Those days. You want to celebrate a holiday? Those are about the Messiah. You want to make it about the Messiah? Celebrate his feasts. But it's it's deeper than that. It's 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 something that is deserving of much more attention than I can give you right now. I'm still studying these myself and I am just blown away at how much this is the first year I actually celebrated the feasts. And y'all, it was so it was such a blessing. It was such a blessing. They didn't go the way I expected them to go. It was, I'll save that testimony for another time, but it was a blessing. It was a blessing because it brought me closer to the Father. These feasts, they actually tell the entire plan of redemption of mankind. But the problem of all of this and why Christians don't celebrate these times, these appointed times, is because the body is suffering from a serious identity crisis right now. Many Christians believe they know who they are. Even the most devout, sincere believers, they say they know who they are, but they're actually deceived and they really don't know who they are. The church today doesn't know who they are. And that's why I'll say again that while the things I share may upset you, they might disturb you, they might poke at your flesh a little bit, but beloved, my goal is to tear down strongholds of lies these lies have molded us into a people that truly don't know their identity. And that this is why I haven't been led to talk about these feasts yet, because I want to spend as much time as possible on my podcast and on my social media and in the conversations I'm blessed to have with people, teaching them who is Israel. Because our identity, listen, y'all, our identity truly rests in these appointed feast times, in these holy days 
Our identity rests there. They are crucial to understanding who we are. And they are not for the Jews. They are for, gosh, I can't get into it now because it's so deep. But this is why um, I'm feeling so led to talk about who is Israel I I just want to I just want to share with you all what I've been learning and what the Father has been showing me and leading me in my study about history. Like we're going to be doing a lot of history in in season four, and um, I'm excited about it because yeah, I'm just excited about it. But you know, our identity rests in so many things that we're not told about, we're not taught about and the only reason that um you you know one of the reasons that we don't see who we are the reason we can't see these truths is because we spend our christmas and easter season we even celebrate i mean i'm not going to get into it now but valentine's day halloween saint patrick's day these man-made holidays, we spend our time participating in these and not understanding that what we're doing by celebrating these man-made holidays from from pagan-rooted tradition is what we're doing is we're whoring after other gods. That, that's the bottom line. That's what that's what the majority of Christians do. Which is, that's precisely what happens with way too many people every year. And it's, it's time to come out of it all. It's time to come out of it. This, this is coming out of Babylon. And I pray, I pray that the Father softens people's hearts so they, they can receive this truth. Because I've thought a lot about how I'm going how I, how I need to be sharing things. And I have to. Um, remind myself every day that I am not the one responsible for the convincing and the convicting. I can't do it. But I will tell you this, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but I've I've been trying to plant seeds. I pray over those seeds. I, I talk to people who have questions. I even talk to people and try to engage with people who are kind of um, like that give me pushback with with everything that I've shared. And one thing that I'm seeing is that I'm watching my prayers be answered. I am quite literally watching the Father do what he, like, I'm telling you all, I have had so many prayers answered since I came into this truth, since I, I started unlearning and relearning the Bible and doing Bible things in Bible ways, coming out of these man-made traditions. And now, as I continue, because this is, this is, I've not reached the end yet. As I continue to purify my walk and seek to live more in, in, you know, like our Messiah did, being righteous and obedient the way he was, I'm watching the way that I pray is so much different than the way I used to pray because I like my prayer is 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 really for other people. I pray more for other people than I do for myself. <laughs> so 
<laughs> there's that. But but I'm watching him. I'm praying over these seeds and I'm watching him give growth in other people. I'm watching it happen with my own eyes. And I know that's how I know that, you know, I don't always get things right, but I truly feel like I finally found the narrow path. And now I understand why our Messiah said, the world will hate you because of me. And yeah, but anyway, not to get off on a whole nother topic, but y'all, this is coming out of Babylon. I felt led to share this with you all. I felt led to encourage you to um, download my ebook and I'll put the link in my podcast episode description too, just so you have it. But anyway, that's all I have for you guys today. I love you all so much. I pray that the rest of your week is blessed and I will talk to y'all next time.